the Reality of Truth podcast. Let's go. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Okay, welcome to episode three. Going to discuss the three ways you get sick or die. Yeah, basically there's only three. This is my opinion. This is just my overall understanding from what I see, from what I've learned. Nothing more than that. Very simple. I'm going to break this down into three simple categories. This is going to be very easy to understand. I hope that everybody kind of gets a basic overview. But this is good general idea of what you need to watch out for. These are three things that can either get you sick or kill you. And that's pretty simple. So let's just start off with the fact that this is just an overview. I could get really specific on this. We can really dive deep. We'll do that later. Right now, this is just to give you a basic understanding. Okay. These three, in some cases, work together, but usually they can be separate, especially the way which I'll hit. And that is trauma. So trauma, obviously, from a small blood clot, you know, that travels to your heart or your brain, something like that. It's something so small and yet it can kill you. So we don't think much of the little things. We always think of the big things, the major things. Well, something small like a blood clot can kill you. It can also make your legs severely uncomfortable or other areas, but basically it is uncomfortable to say the least and can be deadly. So we, we want to keep blood flowing smooth, clean, slippery, being able to fold itself in order to enter the capillaries to get to the very, very ends of the circulatory system. And if you don't allow that to happen or it gets sticky, your, your nutrition, your supplements, your diet, whatever you want to look at is not on par. You can actually make your blood to not flow properly. And then it gets uh, sticky and coagulates and then you have issues and then you can have small fibrin clots to major blood clots associated with everything from vitamin mineral deficiencies cholesterol deficiencies and things like that water your hydration to more major uh, diseases cell death when your blood dies too quickly and it can't clean itself up it has become it becomes very dirty blood that can be very small and then you can go to something uh, larger. Let's say, you know, you were in a car accident or you severed an artery or something like that. So that's to go without saying severe accidents, trauma on the body that you can't recoup from quickly enough. Some things actually take a long time to die from, but I just wanted to hit trauma because that's technically, in my opinion, one of the three things that'll kill you. The second one is uh, slower and is just as important because slow death sometimes you don't even know what's happening and it can hurt you can be you can be in a lot of pain and not know why and yet nobody wants to address this no one's talking about it unless you're into the fringe health space because you don't think about it and that's uh, central nervous system damage so things like in the dirty environmental energy so what does that look like well Think about things like your cell phone. We've heard, you know, all the studies and the people talking about how the cell phone is dangerous because it causes all kinds of issues in your head from the antenna, the power from the antenna in your pocket to all the lower body issues. You know what I mean? You don't even see it. You don't think about it, but these frequencies that are around you will affect you. They absolutely will affect you. Real quick note, just to understand. 
So your central nervous system runs on electricity. I know everybody kind of knows this. If we ever really think about it, we don't spend time thinking about the fact that you're a mechanical machine that needs chemicals and electricity to work. All three work together. You can have a vehicle with fuel and an engine, but if you don't have a way to ignite the fuel inside the engine, it does not run. Well, that's every single cell in your body, and that's called a microcosm. And then you have the macrocosm, which is your whole body working together. So all the cells firing to create energy, and that energy runs your body. We have quite a bit of electricity produced by your body. It's incredible. You can get interference from the world around you. So the environmental energy can either work with you or against you. And if it works against you, well, you're not going to feel very well. And over time, it will kill cells. Cells will die. You will get sick. And the more you are exposed to the frequencies and waves of energy that you can't see, it will eventually cause disease and potentially death. Dirty electricity in the air, dirty electricity in your cell phone, your Wi-Fi. Bluetooth is another one that people don't think about. Bluetooth is still a frequency. It's amazing how much it will penetrate and how far it goes for such a simple little frequency. But we'll talk more about these type of frequencies in the future, cell phone, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. But uh, Bluetooth, it's not a natural frequency. These are all man-made. I mean, they're in the frequency spectrum of energy. I get that. We all know that. But they're at higher levels than you would normally see if you were, let's say, out in the woods where there's no modern technology whatsoever. You wouldn't be experiencing these type of frequencies and electrical energy on a higher spectrum uh, or power. So all the cell frequencies from 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, you now they're working on 6G. Those are microwave energies microwave frequencies that penetrate and your cells do not like those at all. Plants, animals, birds, you will not see birds nesting on G towers. They will, they do not like that. That's why you don't see animals sit and perch and you know, birds creating nests on the power lines on all the poles. If you can at all stay away from or live away from those power lines and cell towers, the better you're going to be. It's just a fact. Nobody really looks for those areas and think to themselves, yeah, I should buy this house that's right underneath a cell phone tower. Same with large power lines. Can't get away from all dirty energy and electricity that's in the air that you can't see, frequencies, etc. But you can at least minimize it. So the dirty energy from everything basically opposes electrical fields in your body. Okay, so there's good frequencies that your body runs off of. We all have seen things from the studies of if you play classical music, you know, Bach, Beethoven, this kind of stuff, to your baby in the womb study shows. They're just better off. You try and play some heavy metal music to them, they are not going to come out natural. So just everything around you can be like that. So anytime you can clean up the frequencies around you, the better. Opposing frequencies are just not good for cells. It is said 432 is a frequency that's responsive for the human body. Well, okay, that's a good one, but there are many of those. You can look this up. There's a lot of them, and it's very interesting. There's a lot of studies actually showing what electrical fields, opposing electrical fields will do to plants, animals, uh, mice, etc., and it is not good. When you apply the 
good frequencies, electrical fields that harmonize with life, natural life, nature, if that's what you want to call it, you'll see that those will thrive. Everything from lining up magnets in the ground to help electrical flow in the soil will grow food better. You can actually use magnets on your body. You can use magnets to pull things out of the body. You have to be very careful with magnetic energy. You can, you can really hurt yourself or you can actually help yourself. So that's a big one. But the basic idea is, you know, electrical frequencies are either good or bad. Some of them are benign, but most are either good or bad. You either work with them or you work against them. And if you're working against them, you're going to know. Eventually, over time, sometimes you'll know right away. You, you literally can feel it. And there's a lot of people who are very, very sensitive to those type of electrical fields. Next, you have, you know, the, the fact that you're not grounding because there's so many electrical ions that you're absorbing on a regular basis from in your car, work, a cell phone, Wi-Fi, your home. The, it's just everywhere around you. There's so much dirty energy and so many ions. And you never really see a lot of people getting into nature or grounding or earthing and things. It's, it's pretty rare now. Most everybody wears shoes. Nobody's really, you know, walking outside in their yard and, and taking their shoes off and walking through the grass, these kind of things, which is what you're supposed to be doing. You should be connected to the earth. The earth will ground you. It will pull these ions, these excessive negative ions out of your body and put them into the earth. That's how electrical currents work. That's how circuits work. And just this basic idea of helping your body, yourself, keep from getting too many electrical ions that are dirty, they're negative, and getting rid of them will increase your health. There are lots of ways to do this. This is not uh, voodoo. This is actual real science. This is provable. You learned it when you were in school. Some people learned it as early as elementary school, but some of my favorite classes were learning about electrical energy. So electrical energy is, is absolutely amazing, and your whole central nervous system functions off of it. Without it, you are in big trouble. So you either have electrical energy that works for you and repairs cells and gives you energy and makes you wake up because it's telling you you need that energy to get up. So it's it's firing on the cells inside the mitochondria telling you to get up. Electricity is is the, the way to wake up. When your body wants to wind down, electrical flow slows down and you can start relaxing you are very, very sensitive to electrical energy and frequencies around you, wavelengths, ions, all this stuff. We'll talk more about this in the future because this is something people rarely think about because you can't see it. But without electricity, you die. That's the way your body works. If you don't believe me, go put your finger in a light socket. You'll see real quickly you're going to meet the Lord. Electricity is absolutely the reason, the number one reason that central nervous system is damaged and you die. So that leads us into uh, number three. So cell death from toxins. Yes, your cells will die from too many toxins. And let me tell you, there are more toxins than you can possibly imagine. There are millions of toxins in the, in the environment. And I mean by environment in this case is everything that you come in contact, you're around. So, you know, water, air, and, and what you are touching. So you can't get away from them. So but you can actually lower your exposure to a lot of these and at least take control of the amount that you have in your life. First one, this is a little controversial. Most people don't realize this. This is, this is uh, known in the carnivore community or botany. 
things like this, but plant toxins, also known as anti-nutrients in the plants, they, they can have a detrimental effect either right away or over time. So right away, well, ask anybody who's allergic to certain things in plants and it causes anaphylactic shock and they die. Are you allergic to the vitamin C that's in the broccoli? Probably not. There are plant toxins. Let me just list off a few. These are, these are most of the main ones, but there's even more. This is just the naturally occurring. This is not the man-made toxins. These are the ones that you can't get away from. So if you're going to eat a spinach, kale, broccoli, cauliflower, celery, it doesn't matter. Every single plant has plant toxins. It's a fact. They're, they are there. Some less than others, but every one of them has one or more of these. And to some degree, a small amount or to a larger degree, a lot. Polyphenols. Oh, but Eric, you know, polyphenols are awesome. We've heard so much about the polyphenols from all the blueberries and the and the greens and the different colors, you know, make sure your plate has lots of color on it, all this kind of stuff. Well, that's uh, that's not always true. Polyphenols uh, can be toxic as well. And some people are very uh, sensitive to those. And if they build up, they can actually cause a lot of problems. Flavonoids. Flavonoids are kind of bizarre, but we'll get into those in the future. Gluten. You know, you all have heard of gluten. I know you all have heard of the gluten. That's That one is very, very popular. It is the big, bad, you know, monster under your bed for all foods now. Well, we've learned a lot about it. And gluten is actually pretty bad. And the foods that we have nowadays are loaded with gluten and a more toxic form. So if you go back to when these grains were originally growing in the on the planet they didn't have the gluten content they have now and it was nowhere near as bad as it is a matter of fact if you just can't get rid of your gluten and you have to have your flour and all that kind of stuff you know you you just absolutely refuse to give up wheat for whatever reason then you want to always stick with the einkorn style of wheat and has the least amount of gluten. Very tolerable for most people who may, might be sensitive to gluten, and it's pretty good. It doesn't quite have the same, you know, gluten is one of the things that makes your bread really stick together and spongy and airy, and you just get that texture that you can't get with just like rice flour. But you can still get it in einkorn and make some more basics, pasta, things like that. It's much better for you. Though it's still carbohydrates, it is still better. Phytic acid is a big one. And we are absolutely going to talk about these plant toxins later. Phytic acid specifically is no joke. I'm a personal big fan of minerals in your diet. I think minerals are probably the most important thing you need as a human. That's my personal opinion. We will definitely talk about minerals upcoming here very shortly in the beginning of the podcasts that we're doing, because without minerals, simply you, you die. There, there's no other way around it. You have to have minerals. You know, if you want to believe in evolution, well, you still came from the ground. And if you're a Christian or other religions that believe in you were made by God, well, it basically they all say you came from the dust of the earth. Minerals make up dirt. So technically you're dirt one way or another. And if you don't get dirt, you die and you're become part of the dirt again. Minerals are extremely important and phytic acid is its enemy. It's kryptonite. All right, next is lectins, and lectins are really powerful, and we are going to really dive deep into lectins. Uh, lectins have been in the news recently in the last, you know, five to seven, eight years, quite a bit, because they are deadly. They cause so many problems, and yet people never think about things like this. But lectins, let's just say right off the bat, 
It's one of the reasons that beans are bad for you. Yep, you heard me say it. Beans are bad for you. If you want to be a vegetarian, vegan, if you just like beans, go for it. I'm not telling you can't do it. I'm just telling you the content of lectins in beans is enough to scare you. Yes, I'm sorry for all the peanut butter lovers. We'll get into lectins. Those are terrible. Uh, oxalates. Do you like kidney stones? Do you like gout? Do you like arthritis? Well, keep eating all the food full of oxalates. It's also when you cleanse oxalates out. Let me tell you, it's not a good time. You're going to feel it. Tannins. We all think, God, oh, tannins are great. It gives us that real bite with wine, you know. You can use it to tan hides. You can do all kinds of things with tannins. Like, they're just plant pigments, basically. And, and well, guess what? They have some serious problems. The next is glucosinolates. They're enough to be a problem. Well, we'll hit those more in the future, too. Now, saponins, boy, saponins are no joke. They hurt me specifically. I know when I eat them, and those are horrible. Gastro upset like you can't possibly imagine. And it makes soap. So there you go. Maybe that's why if you eat soap, you don't feel so good in the gut. So you're essentially eating the, the uh, precursor to soap. Look what they make. Most bars of soap out of it. Solanine, yep, ah, sounds cool. Solanine, sounds like something you need. Like, wow, that stuff's amazing. That's what probably everybody should have. Well, nope, and you're going to learn why. Trypsin inhibitors, okay. Well, if you know anything about human biology, well, trypsin inhibitors are not good either. Last is uh, isoflavones, also known as uh, plant estrogens. If you have estrogen issues or worried about estrogen issues or you're sensitive to estrogen in foods, well, you better watch out for this one. We're going to hit on soy. I'm going to absolutely destroy soy. And soy is absolutely destructive to the human body, and you should not be eating it. And it's in so many foods and prepared foods. There are full websites that have been put out by New Zealand for 25, 30 years that prove to people how bad soy is for you. I'm not talking about fermented soy like soy sauce or tamari or uh, any of the Japanese foods that are, or Chinese foods that are actually fermented. I'm talking about just straight out soy, soy protein isolate, etc. Plant toxins. See, this is why I say cell death from toxins is is huge. This is it's the most, it's it's the biggest. It, it affects every part of your life because that's your food, right there. Well, let's get into the next one: environmental toxins. Well, it's this is crazy. So environmental toxins are actually in your food as well. How about Roundup, glyphosate? How about everything that you are putting on your garden to grow food? And you're going to grow food in your garden knowing that you're going to do it organic. You're like, I'm going to make this good and healthy. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to buy the best soil and, and, and all this. And yet then you buy food at the grocery store that's not organic and because you say it's too expensive and you don't even realize there's thousands of chemicals on that food. Another reason to be careful with your vegetables. So you want to be a, a vegan or a vegetarian, you want to consume that many vegetables or if you're keto, you want to consume vegetation like that. Have you thought about not doing organic food? You're concentrating those chemicals. It's all you're eating. You have to be very, very careful. That one right there trips up most people, which is why a lot of people feel terrible when they go into diets like that.
toxins in your food are are really bad right now. They are a problem and nobody's addressing it. They don't want to talk about it. They just want to look right past it. I understand. Food's expensive, especially when somebody grew it for you. I get it. But you can limit. There's the the dirty dozen where you, you just stay away from those kind of things. I hate to break your your whole perception on you know vegetables and fruits and everything. When you look at those, they look like they're healthy, but strawberries are one of the dirtiest foods you can eat. They're absolutely loaded with toxins. They are terrible. If you're going to do any berries, I think absolute wild blueberries, wild blackberries, those kinds of things are, are the best. Wild strawberries are tiny. They're super tiny. They're not that sweet. They don't taste very good. Watch this. And this is one that people don't want to listen. I don't want to hear it. Just want to avoid it, not think about it. But your household, you're going to clean the bathroom. You're cleaning everything in your house and you're using toxic chemicals. But Eric, I use bleach. Yep. Toxic chemical. No need to use bleach. There's other things you can use to kill bacteria or viruses, these kinds of things, if you're worried about that. But even if you just limit, okay, so you want to use toilet bowl cleaner that you think kills everything. Well, at least it's in the toilet, but you put it into the water, which goes in the sewage system, which then gets cleaned and goes back into someone's household. You can clean your entire house with very few things that are not toxic. Talk to your grandma, she'll tell you that, but bleach is not necessarily a great one. Most of your cleaners, especially your super powerful, super strong, our stuff's amazing. Well, yeah, because it's got things in there that you shouldn't be around. They even show you in the commercial the people wearing gloves. So if you have to wear gloves, you probably shouldn't be using it in your home. Essential oils, making up essential oil type cleaners in your in your house or those kind of things, fruit acids and stuff, it, they're, they're fantastic and they don't harm you. So cleaning products, you're using things from paint on your walls, you're spraying things in the air, you're running candles. If you're not buying beeswax or pure soy or any of the other type palm oil style candles, natural candles, and they have to say 100% natural, you're basically just putting wax paraffin, which is an oil byproduct, into your lungs, into your child's lungs. Where do you think that goes once it goes into your lungs? It doesn't come out very well. It takes a long time and uh, can build up and it can cause respiratory issues big time. So you need to be careful with candles. And they're wonderful. I run candles all the time, but every one of the candles in my home is natural, fully natural. If you shut yourself up in a room and ran that candle, you would have no issues at all. So your household, you need to look for everything. You know, you could you could literally take a trash bag, go through every area of your house and just look at the labels and throw everything away. and You'd be almost left with nothing. That's how much it's a problem in most houses. Your building, where you work and you may uh, exercise the, in the building you exercise is same problem. So these buildings are absolutely terrible. The amount of toxins in buildings are extraordinary. And they're usually all closed up. They're always either AC or heat. There's the worst of paints and the cleaning people are using the cheapest, most powerful products they can use to make their job easier. And you're talking office after office, room after room, floor after floor, or you're in a, in a manufacturing, you have all the environmental toxins from everything that those machines are running. And it's just, 
it's so toxic that you, you were never meant to be in a building that is constructed like that. And by the way, a little side note for the central nervous system with, with electricity and dirty energy, lighting, lighting is a big one. So if you're running LED or fluorescent, that's dirty wavelengths of light. Those are not natural. You cannot tell me that those are the equivalent of the sun. The original light bulb was designed to mimic the sun. So you kept your circadian rhythm. So at night, when you turn the light on inside, you weren't disrupted and getting blue light and, and green and purple and stuff in, in bad wavelengths. You were as close to the sun as possible. So your environmental lighting is dirty, but it's also kind of a toxin to some degree. It changes your brain. It makes your brain release certain chemicals and not really certain chemicals, and it can stress you out. That's why you don't feel good at work. Nobody's saying, you know, I feel really good at my desk with all this fake light all around me. That doesn't happen. You need to get outside for lunch, go for a walk, look at the sun, not directly. You close your eyes, look at the sun for about a minute. It, it, there's just enough light come through that'll help you. Then you open your eyes and look around and that amount of light can be absolutely awesome for your day. If you're studying, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about this one in the future. If you're studying for school or just anything and you want to remember more, you need to be outside walking, oxygen, circulation, light. Natural light is absolutely phenomenal for the brain. Your entire brain, your chemicals in your brain, everything functions off of frequencies, bands of light, all the different colors. So if you are inside all day long getting pummeled by one color, you're going to have the aspects of that color manifest in your life. It's a fact. If you don't believe me, go to a hospital, go to an insane asylum, go to a prison. What color are the walls? What color is everything? It's all like that on purpose. They know. They absolutely know. Lighting is a big deal. The other one for your environment toxin overload, and you and most people think that, well, if I just drink a lot of fluids, if I just drink a lot of water, well, you know, coffee's got water in it, so I'm getting water. No, those are all solutes. Water is a huge one for environmental toxins. You're, you're not drinking clean water. I am a proponent of not using, I know I'm going to cause a huge ruckus. There's so many people. The debate is it needs to be distilled. No, it must be spring water. Well, guess what? I'm on the side of distilled and there's a reason why. You cannot guarantee any source of water is clean. I can get cleaner water by distilling it than you can get out of the ground anywhere on the planet. There's no place on the planet that's not toxic right now. They find it everywhere. Just that alone can be helpful, but you should drink water for water. If you're trying to get minerals out of spring water, there's better ways to get them in. And most of those minerals, you can't absorb it anyway. They're too large. The best way to get minerals, believe it or not, is meat. Angstrom minerals are the key. They are small enough to bypass all of the tiny little spaces and the enzymes carry it in, all these little tiny angstrom-sized minerals. Plus, they're eating the plants. The plants have the angstrom-sized minerals. They're just absorbing those angstrom-sized minerals right in. This is key. If you really want the minerals out of your water, well, buy angstrom minerals that are already made that way and add it to your water. Now you've got clean water plus angstrom minerals, which are more absorbable. By the way, really good minerals that are that small in angstrom size when you add it to water. Boy, you want to taste something terrible? It's some serious flavor. I'm telling you, you'll think spring water tastes like candy next to real angstrom minerals because those minerals are so small, they enter through the taste buds and they excite those taste buds like you can't imagine. 
I've just never been a big fan of, of uh, spring water. Now, spring water has energy, and that's really nice. It has a certain energy frequency, which is fantastic, and it has uses, basically soaking nuts and seeds and other foods in there, and, and it will change the enzyme value and, and excite the enzymes and affect the food or the items that have been put in the spring water. That's great. But still, those foods have lots of, guess what, plant toxins. All right, let's go on. And we'll talk more about water in the future because water is essential for health, right? You have oxygen, water, and food. We'll talk a lot about water in the future. It's one of my passions is water. And if you're 70% water, some people say more or a little less, but you're 70% water. And if you think water is not seriously important, it is secondary for importance next to oxygen. But it is way more important than your diet. So we're going to go, we're going to talk a lot about that in the future. Your food. Your food is, wow, what a huge topic, right? You have so many toxins in your food, it's not even funny. From the plant toxins to what the animals ate, what's sprayed on everything that the animals eat, or you're just pulling off the vine, or you're getting in the store. So if you think that if you are in control and you go to a grocery store and it looks beautiful, that you're buying straight food, natural food, you're not. You are buying toxin-laden food. It's a fact. Organic is certified, but it still has toxins. It's got plant toxins that are inside it, but it's also got toxins on top of it. They just haven't been fully tested. Things fall out of the air. We're going to get into that in a second. All right, so food has a lot of toxins. You have to be careful about your food choices. Next is body care. This I know quite a bit about. If you're in the natural health world at all, you will absolutely deal with people and their skin. It's a fact. I kind of happened to, I guess I would say I have a soft spot for that. I had acne when I was in high school and nothing worked, of course. The drugs they put me on didn't help either. Later, after I got out of a toxic environment, when I graduated high school, and then after that was in a cleaner environment. And then I started studying nutrition, consuming as much as I possibly could. I was learning everything I could about how to heal my face. <laughs> and just, you know, it was it was exciting to me to to see how the human body worked and how it reacted with things like vitamin C and zinc and all this kind of great stuff. Well, after that, from working with clients and people just in general and learning you know, the chemicals that are in your body care and what works, what doesn't, it's just, I find it fascinating about your skin. We look at it and we just, we see it for what it is and we don't realize, yeah, they call it an organ, but it's so much more than that. And I, I think skin is one of those, an actual podcast topic, maybe even multiple ones, because it's just amazing what it can do in the cold and the heat. And oh, wow, it's just incredible. And that'll be a lot of fun to talk about that and learn about that. I make a joke all the time about this, but it's true. People are marketed so much, right? They, they get marketed from every angle of their life. Every single thing, you cannot wake up and and go to bed without being marketed a thousand times a day they tell you you need uh, toe cream nail cream foot cream heel cream then you need like leg cream body lotion elbow cream hand lotion then you need face lotion and eye cream and and earlobe you know cream it's just crazy and then you then you have here's a funny one that people don't think about you have cream for hair hair. Think about that. It's called conditioner. If you use conditioner as a hand cream, hand lotion, it works just fine. If you use 
most, I'm not talking the commercial stuff. I'm talking the natural now. Use natural companies that make, use the natural products made by companies that make natural conditioner, hair conditioner. Okay. It's the same as lotion. You can put that on your hair and rinse it right out. And you're still going to be like, yeah, I feel like I just put conditioner on my hair. They're all the same. Look at the ingredients. Now, when you use commercial, it's just loaded with, you know, glycerin as main, and then they'll use petroleum distillates of all different types, but that's, that's oil. That's the same crap you're putting in your, the engine in your car. And you're putting that on your hair in multiple different variations of that molecule. Not good. So I know it looks fine, smells good at the salon and you just like this and smell that. Well, it's absolutely the same thing as lotion. We use all different types of body care. That is soap, cleansers, face cleanser. There's so many different types of products. And yet 90% of them are all the same thing. Some are diluted to make it not as strong or it's pH balanced. It's It's got this cellular structure and, and, and now the new one is, well, if you watched Oprah several years ago with Sandra Bullock, you'll know what I'm talking about. Body care is loaded with chemicals and guess what? Your skin is a sponge. You're absorbing all of that, all of it, every bit of it. That's the whole point of putting lotion on is to absorb it. Now, you don't want to absorb sunscreen, right? So they make that so it doesn't go in which blocks vitamin D production, et cetera. And we'll talk about sunscreen in the future because it's horrible for you. All right, so body care, we'll move on. Tap water is absolutely disgusting. There are more than 30,000 known contaminants in tap water. You should not be showering without a filter. You should not be drinking that water. You should filter the daylights out of it. You shouldn't be cooking with it when you make pasta or whatever else. There's ways to use distilled water. You can make your own. You can have Berkey filters. You can have whatever it is you want to filter water. You need to not use tap water for anything if you can avoid it. It's horrible. And then what do you do? In your garden, you put the hose on it, which is the same thing. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You, I've got an organic garden. Do you? What's What kind of water is going on in your garden? Maybe you should collect your water off your roof, things like this. I know it's more difficult, but what makes it organic if you're spraying tap water on it? You know, tap water has lots of creepy things in it that you would never take into your body if you saw those under a microscope. Not only that, you wouldn't take those into your body if you knew what comes out of other people's bodies that then goes into the tap water that you're consuming. Yes, it's that scary. How about your vehicle? Do you spend five minutes to get to work? 50 minutes? Anything in between? Are you running heat or AC the whole time? Well, you're stuck inside. Are you ready for this? A plastic box. Everything in your interior is toxic. Even your leathers have plasticizers in them. Everything in your car is degassing until it gets to the point where it's so degassed that it becomes very hard. So leather becomes hard, surfaces become brittle. They've pretty much fully degassed. That takes years and years and years. So then you say, well, you don't understand. I always have like some kind of airflow coming into the car. Oh, well, then you have the exhaust coming from the car in front of you 
that's pretty much either way. The only way to do it is to dry with your windows down. And I understand you don't want to get your hair all messed up. Okay. Or pollen in your car, which I hate that. So your yard, you, uh, you spray your yard. You want green grass. So you want to get rid of uh, mosquitoes. Everything that you spray in your yard is, is a chemical. And then you want to go sit around the pool around your deck and it's just full of chemicals everywhere. So learn how to keep everything insect-free or weed-free naturally, organically. It's not that hard. People do it all over the world. There's tons of products. If you want to pre-buy, you always learn how to do it yourself. You know, one of the main ones, ask anybody who knows the trick of using dish soap and water and you spray it on your stuff. Bugs don't like it. There's so many essential oils that work. It's insane. Tip for you. Here's a great tip. Citronella and neem, N-E-E-M, incense. Downwind, wherever you're sitting outside uh, in a smaller area, will keep uh, mosquitoes away in the evening as long as that the, the incense smoke can kind of spread a little bit. But they don't like citronella and neem combination in a smoke form. Problem is you use the candles. It smells good. They don't work all that great. You need the smoke. And it smells good to you. So put it upwind around. They are, they're larger sticks. You'll see them. There's lots of companies that make them. They're kind of large. They last quite a bit. And uh, keep those going. But you need the smoke. It's different than the regular candle. All right. So watch this one. This will really make you happy. Your clothes. How many of you are wearing organic hemp, organic cotton, wool? None of us, right? We're all wearing the latest dry fit leggings, polos. You can't even get organic, non-chemical bamboo clothes. The textile industry is the most toxin-laden industry on the planet. I mean, obviously, there's a few that are really bad, like you know, nuclear waste. But I'm talking about just the the regular day-to-day -day business. We're all worried about cars. Nobody talks about the fact that those jeans you really like so much, the amount of toxins to make those jeans is absolutely insane. Nobody gives a crap. So all the environmentalists out there, please take note. You need to move your thought process to the things you don't really think about all the time. And the biggest one is you need to watch out for textiles. Textiles are the biggest problem on the planet. They take more water. Everything is chemical from the way they make the fabrics, all the dyes, how they, how they make it. Everything about it is total toxin mess. And everybody's worried about a little bit of carbon dioxide that comes out of cars now. Your fight needs to be textiles. So what can you do at home? I don't like to get really involved in stuff like that. But that one is a big deal. And that's why I'm saying all you environmentalists out there, please go after textile industry. We don't need all those chemicals in our clothing. When you have these polyester and plastic oil derived clothes, you guess what you're getting into your body? Yeah, toxins. Guess what one of the number one toxins that comes from that really awesome brand of whatever you're wearing? Estrogen. And not the good form either. These are estradiols. These are synthetic estradiols, and these estradiols will cause everything from cancer to endometriosis to man boobs, you name it. It is a problem. It is such a problem, and no one is talking about it. Guess what? I will. Upcoming podcast, we are going to go over clothing big time because you don't realize everything is absorbed in your skin. 
What are you washing your clothes with? Guess what's in your, well, most of your commercial type laundry soaps. I just said it. There are chemical derived estrogens. Yep. That brand that you're using probably actually is giving you estrogens and not in a good form. Okay. Plus I learned long ago, no need to discuss how I learned this, but if you don't believe me, call a company. But most companies that make laundry appliances will tell you that most clothes contain actually two to three loads of soap inside them. So technically you could just every other load, if you could somehow figure this out, but every other load, just use vinegar and that's it. No soap and you're just fine. That's how much soap is being held in your clothing, especially if you're you know, thicker clothing, you know, cotton, stuff like that's going to hold more. But essentially you have soap residue in your clothes. I'm a big fan of using vinegar, white vinegar. Cheap is fine. Matter of fact, it's absolutely awesome for your, your bath towels. Any of the towels, it, it's, it's incredible. It actually fluffs them up. You don't need fabric softener or anything like that. And I use it. It works. It's crazy good. Many people in the hot, really hot regions in third world countries just use white vinegar to wash their clothes. It gets out the odors and the oils in the clothes. It cleans them perfectly. It's cheap, works great. And if it goes into the water supply, it doesn't hurt anybody. Lastly, the air and the environmental fallout, the air you breathe everywhere from inside your house, outside your house, in your place of work, the air is technically full of toxins. And we do a really good job of filtering those out. A lot of the times those toxins will go in your body and you'll just pee them out. You know, it's not, it's not like every single toxin is deadly. It's just too many of them for too long. Anytime at work, if you can get out and go outside for just a little while, that's really beneficial. The air is still full of toxins. There's fallout from everything from planes up there to just, you know, currents bringing uh, toxins and pollution from other countries as well as our own. So it's not perfect out there, but it's still better than indoors. Just getting outside for a few minutes can be actually very beneficial for you. It'll wake you up, gets you moving a little bit, oxygen, that kind of thing. Also, the oxygen inside of a dwelling can be lower than outside. Studies on this where the percentage of oxygen outside, depending on where you are on the planet, can be anywhere from 19 to 22%. Inside a home can be usually 17 to 19%. If it's super locked up and you never get airflow, it can be as low as 17. If you have a furnace in the places that have furnaces, in your house is closed up because it's cold outside and it's never drawing any air from outdoors, your oxygen is low. And that can give you that, that feeling of depression big time in the winter. Just cracking a window a little bit in an off room you don't really go into very much just to, to bring in a little bit is great. Some of these houses are sealed so well that you don't get any exchange of oxygen. The places that where you live temperate where you can have the windows open is absolutely amazing. And that exchange of air can keep the oxygen the same as the outdoor. Yeah, so your oxygen outside, the higher it is, the better you feel. One of the reasons why when you go into the forest, it's called forest bathing, or go for a hike when you're out there, even though there might be pollens in the air and, and, and things like that, your oxygen is generally higher because if you remember school, the oxygen coming out of plants is higher. It's converting the carbon dioxide and creating oxygen. So generally you can be in the 22 percentile. That's absolutely amazing. 
And if oxygen higher in your environment wasn't good, then why are they now pumping oxygen into clubs and restaurants and things like that? Casinos, malls, because it makes people feel good. It's awesome. And so the more oxygen you can get, the better. Go outside, especially if you're learning, especially if you're uh, studying for anything in school. Get your butt outside and walk a little bit while you're studying. Get outside, quit reading indoors where the light's terrible, the oxygen's terrible, the environment's terrible. Get outside. For the rest of us, if you want to feel better, I know it's cold out, super cold out. Get outside. It will make you feel better, especially if it's uh, really cold outside and uh, there's snow on the ground and the sun is out. That light reflecting off that snow is actually amazing for your brain. Go ask skiers. Why do they ski? Why do they love skiing? It's not just the skiing. You say, but it's cold. It's so cold. They're like, yeah, but I love it. I love being out there. Why? Why are there winter hikers? Because you can tell, you can feel better. And why not put yourself in that environment here and there? Understand air and environmental fallout, as far as toxins go, are a big deal. Think about them because you don't see them. Think of radon. Think of methane. Think of some of these that will kill you and you can't see it or smell it. Well, think about that in, in, in your toxins. Okay. I know this is going really long. Bear with me. These are these few first episodes are laying the foundation for health. I can get into specific topics later, but these are your basis. So if you ever want to tell somebody, hey, listen to Eric's podcast number two or one or whatever to help them see the overall picture, these are really important. All right. So the next one, mold. Mold is a big deal. And you know, if you're indoors and there's black mold from destruction in the home or the, or the place of business, that's a big deal. And I'm telling you right now that it's probably one of the biggest indoor health issues. Lots of people have gone through it. It will kill you. It will kill you quickly for some people who are very, very allergic to any of the molds, the, the fungus family. But mold is a big deal. And you need to find out, even if you can request your company to do a quick mold inspection on the place you work, I don't think they would say no to that, actually. They would want to know, and it helps with their insurance, etc. But your house should be checked. You should think about this. Once you have mold poisoning, you are in big trouble. That is a, a, a long-term health situation. And I do know people that can help you. So if you have that right now, you can contact me through email and I will hook you up with probably the best guy in the country that can do that for you. And he went through it himself, almost died. If you have mold poisoning, please contact me and we'll do mold in the future as well. Next one is Lyme disease. People don't think about how Lyme disease, how prevalent it is, but the same person I was just telling you about has actually found over 80 different forms of Lyme in the cells of your body. So cell death from toxins, plant toxins, environmental toxins, mold, and Lyme. Lots of people don't even know they have Lyme disease and it, it it's hard to find. And unless they know how to test for it, it's hard to get out. Most people don't realize getting these, how hard it is to get these out. And when you do, it can come right back a year later. You have to go after it naturally. It's a whole process to get it out of your body. The medical profession has a hard time with it. So you need to go natural. And the next one, inside your own body, it's called metabolic waste. That is a, that is a toxin that kills your cells. If your metabolic waste can't get out of your cells and get good fluids back in, it's called cell osmosis, your cell becomes toxic and it will die. It's kind of like taking your automobile and putting a plug in the exhaust pipe. 
it will shut off very quickly because it can't get the exhaust out, the waste product. Guess how you get waste product out? Well, we're going to go through that in the future in another podcast, but basically you need cell osmosis. Starts with fluid. You have to have clean water. Next is your cellular metabolism. So inside the cell has to be functioning properly, and then you have to get it out. So this is why exercise works so good, but you need to have your lymphatic system working well, your skin being in good shape, your digestive system especially, and your kidneys. So uh, you get metabolic waste out of your breath. Your, your, your whole body gets rid of it because you have trillions and trillions of cells creating trillions and trillions of ex- metabolic waste. It's got to come out. And if you are unhealthy, that could be one of the reasons. And when you just put crap in, you create more metabolic waste. And so cells die. And then that's why people that have a very low active life that don't take care of themselves usually end up with disease pretty early or die early. Except for that one guy. You know that guy. You've seen him or met him. Might be in your own family who just seems to smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol and eat fast food. And he's 101. And what do you say? Well, there's not a lot I can say. (laughs) He's one of those guys, right? And the last one, there's more. There's a lot of toxins that cause cell death, but I'm just hitting the main ones here. The future, we can talk about a lot of different ones. This is just getting the basics, okay? And so the last one and the scariest one is parasites. I know, parasites. No one wants to talk about it. I don't want to think about those things in my body, but guess what? We all have them. I know this is the point where everyone wants to go, all right, I'm going to shut this off, listen to something else. This is the one you need to listen to more than anything else. Because you have no control over this one. The only control you have is to get rid of them. And they cause so many problems. They can tell you what to do. They can tell you what not to do. They are telling you what to eat, what you should and shouldn't do hormonally. So through hormones, they can make you do their bidding. Oh, Eric, that's ridiculous. Oh, yeah? You think so? It's basic science. Insects that go crazy have parasites. There are insects that literally, they they could see it. They there's what they're supposed to do is go eat, you know, plants or whatever, and move on and procreate and stuff. No, they don't do that. They like kill each other. They do crazy things, and you open them up, they're full of parasites. What about you've seen or heard your whole life? You know, raccoon has parasites, and it goes rabid. A dog, those are parasites. Okay, not viruses. They're parasites. Parasites release. Hormones and chemicals that tell you what to do. So they can be very detrimental. As small as tiny little ones, hard to see, to big, huge ones in your, well, we won't get too descriptive just yet. We'll we'll talk about that in the future if you can handle it. But needless to say, nobody wants to talk about or think parasites, but they are amazing. And most of them, you don't even know they're in there. They don't really cause a big problem. They're just kind of feeding off you and that kind of thing. But there's others that will tell you what to do. If you don't address them, then it will cause cell death. Slow cell death. I'm talking years and years, sometimes your whole life. You say, I don't understand. Since I was 10 years old, I've always had this arthritis. It doesn't matter what I do. I can take these drugs, these medicines, these herbs. Nothing works. Yeah, the parasites, think about it are living in your body. They can produce hormones. They can produce things like this, but they also 
eat. What happens when you eat? There's a byproduct that occurs. <laughs> we all know what that is. Well, that's in your body too. That can go through your brain and your organs and your joints and your entire circulatory system, and it affects everything. If you don't get those things in check, you can chase your condition for years, your whole life, and never figure it out. And it's pretty much the last one that most of the medical profession looks for. So you need to look for those a little bit earlier. And you can. It's not that hard. There's lots of ways to do that. I can help you. If you think you have a parasitic infection, let me know. If you have a condition that you literally just can't figure out what's going on, you've tried everything, you need to look at parasites, you can email me. I'll hook you up with some people I know. I think these are all the, the three main areas that can kill you or make you sick. We're going to talk more in depth about a lot of these, and it'll be really fun. It'll be interesting. You'll learn a lot. I'm just trying to get you the basics so you have a good understanding of where things start and so that you can have a plan. Where where can you take out some of these things? You know, I mean, there are so many easy things you can do to lower this toxicity and make yourself feel better. All right. If you have things that you're having a hard time with, you really can't figure out what to do, email me. I'll help you. I may not get super in-depth, but I can get you at least uh, a train of thought or a direction, a road to travel, and at minimum. This is good, basic understanding of why you're sick or how you die. All right, that's it for now. If you want to contact me, my info is in the description box. Feel free to ask a question or suggest a topic, maybe some feedback, whatever. I look at every email and every comment, but please be constructive. I will not tolerate spam or rudeness or lewd comments. This is a place for healing and knowledge, not a negative space. If you want to read the transcript, it will be located on my website for each episode. It is therealityofhealth.com. Dot com.